You're listening to Almost Famous, a music industry podcast championing independence powered by The Famous Company. Whether you're an artist or music industry professional, ensure you don't miss a beat by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Doing something a little bit different this time around. We're not just talking about the old music industry as we know and love. Let's talk about something a little bit different. Let's jump into the the new wave. And we've got an incredible guest for you today, um, AJ, with a an amazing background in the music industry now helps companies and brands getting into the web free space. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about AJ before we introduce him. Um, he has written multiple hits that have reached uh, great heights in places like Asia. He's about to launch his own NFT consultancy and is a web free guru in that world that many people find confusing, but he is here today to illuminate the possibilities for us creatives. Now, AJ, how's it going? Good. I mean, I'm not quite sure about the guru part, but I'll take it. (laughs) Thanks, Zay. That's okay, man. That's okay. Let's jump straight into it. This is a a pretty big episode. So I'll be honest from the get-go. I don't know too much about what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm really interested in this. Uh, So let's start by talking things web-free and NFT, a little bit of the metaverse. We'll jump into that. So please, can you explain for our listeners how web-free has evolved from the internet that we know and how NFTs and the metaverse fit into that? Sure. I mean... (laughs) Primarily, I think that Web3 is a place for community. Uh, it's a place where people can come together and, and kind of reclaim that power, uh, <laughs> per se. Uh, not, to get into, uh, not to get into politics, but, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's the power of decentralization. And I, I think that's the key to Web3 here. Yeah, amazing. And tell us a little bit more about your background then and the journey that's taken to this kind of like fascinating development in the world. Like how... How and when did you first learn about it? And would you say you're an early adapter into other areas of your life as well? Um, my journey into, into Web3 was quite an, an interesting one. I mean, my background, obviously, as you mentioned there, is, is in music. Um, I've been an artist, a songwriter, producer, manager, uh, uh, publisher to a degree, uh, uh, label A&R over in Sweden, um, kind of tried my hand at all of it and, and, and loved the music industry. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to escape it. And, um, and, and ironically, uh, you know, my journey into Web3 actually began with music. Um, I, I kind of delved into to crypto, if you will, um, and uh, NFTs and Web3 previously. But I was kind of trying to assess, you know, where, where is this going to go for the music industry? In my opinion, there are a lot of problems in the music industry, both for artists that are coming up and, and also um, for artists that are actually fairly well established, doing very, very well, but, but seeing very little reward for it. And I saw decentralization as a potential opportunity. Um, and I liked what the blockchain was doing, the transparency of, of, of a transaction, I think was quite important. The speed of a transaction was quite important. And I, I, I very quickly saw the opportunity for the music industry. So I began tweeting vigorously. <laughs> I think as a lot of people do, they go to Twitter to vent how they feel about certain things. And, and I, I went to Twitter and I was saying, look, hey, the blockchain can change a lot for the music industry. And this was way back, I say way back, um, I don't think anyone's been in, in Web3 overly too long. This was, you know, beginning of last year. Um, and I was speaking to say, you know, in my opinion, there are two major problems in the music industry, that being uh, the finances 
um, and, and privacy. And actually, I think they both cross over um, in a lot of ways. Um, obviously, there are other things um, uh, that, that come into play, but, but two ways in which blockchain could help. Um, and, a, and a company building a, um, a platform for artists on the blockchain reached out and said, hey, you know, we could really do with um, some of your expertise and uh, knowledge uh, and, and we'd like to bring you into the team and, and you can help us build, build this thing. Um, and so, you know, I got, I got into it by trying to help artists find a way to kind of make money sustainably and um, give back to their fans in a way that was actually rewarding because um, I think that's a very important thing. So that's kind of how it all began. Um, from there, I, I've, I've gone on to help other projects um, launch in other areas. I don't just work in, in, in music and NFTs, um, and I think that's been a, it's been a very interesting it's been a very interesting journey to see um, you know not just the projects that I've worked on, but also you know, the journey of the industry as a whole and uh, and how many more mechanisms uh, it, it's it's begun to uh, engulf. It's, it's been very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Can you remember your first feelings towards the development? Because some people um, kind of take a more curious and like measured approach to, to new things that are developing. Do you share that kind of stance? It kind of sounds like you were just kind of balls to the wall going for it. Yeah, I think, I mean, I remember looking at it from the outside and I, I kind of got crypto. I, I kind of got the idea that there was, uh, you know, a, a different future maybe. But Web3, Web I think, is only something that you really begin to understand by spending time around that community and, and understanding what it really means and what it means uh, in terms of value as, as how you see yourself and how you see the community and, and how you see value in others. And I think that's one thing that is massively, um, overridingly powerful in Web3 is the fact that every single person, of course, there are uh, a, a small percentage of people that, that, that aren't, um, that aren't great, <laughs> but you know, there is an overwhelming percentage of people that just want to help each other. And I took this stance very early on. I've, I've always tried to help people in, in every avenue of, of, of life. And in the music industry, I think that, you know, there are varying types of, uh, of people, middlemen and, and all of this stuff. Um, that that becomes you know quite ethically questionable on occasion. Uh, not saying the music industry as a whole is ginormously corrupt, but I think every industry um, has those avenues where it's like, hang on, who's trying to help me and who's trying to uh, help themselves? And I feel like Web three has has an overriding ratio of people trying to help people, and I was really drawn to that because I I, I don't understand why we can't make the world a better place by working together and helping each other strive for something better. That was one of the real draws for me. Mm. You know, this idea of purpose, I think, is very important. Um, and I, I'm not entirely sure how cool it is to talk about, but, you know, finding your purpose and finding how fulfilling it is to help people continuously and really get from destination A to destination B is so important to me. And I've, I found great fulfillment and value in it personally uh, that, that I just I don't see an, an end to it. And I, I actually see this becoming more of the value point than you know the idea of clout i think i, I see community is more valuable than that by a long stretch and I, I think that will be adopted i hope it will be adopted <laughs> yeah that's very beautifully put because a lot of people see this uh this new venture as uh somewhat scary but for the fact that you've spoken so positively about it and you talk about the community aspects of it i really do think that once people get to know it a little bit better like already i feel better about it just talking to you so i think i think that's great and i and i love the fact that 
you're seeing it as opportunity for others and not just yourself. But what are you currently doing in this space then, if you don't mind me asking? For sure. Yeah. So I set up a company called Help Me with Web3. And basically, we, we help to provide knowledge, you know, you know touches of knowledge uh, that, that evolve around like, the ethics of the community. Uh, so a, a corporate might operate in a certain way, but you know, the Web3 community won't, uh, won't necessarily re- receive that very well. Um, and so, you know, so we help with that. We help connect uh, technical side. So we help connect developers. We help with the strategy of how to actually get into a space and, and understand what that community wants from you and how you can provide a product or a service that will actually be effective in that space. Because that's one of the main things um, for me is that everyone entering the space or by and large entering the space are entering it to actually provide real value and actually provide this real sense of hey, there are a lot of people that are actually alone and there are a lot of people that uh, through uh, the last two years have found themselves in a strange situation and found themselves feeling very disregarded by society, I, I think is probably a fair thing to say. And, uh, you know, the idea of community has kind of been lost over, uh, over a number of years. And, uh, you know, so we, we really help to drive um, the fundamentals of a project. We help existing brands um, and, and new projects get into the space and, and get into it effectively and in the right way. I've also recently become the head of partnerships for a company in Netherlands called Launch My NFT. And that's a very, very interesting um, company because what they do is they break the technical barrier. So I think when people talk about Web3, it's seen as this destination as opposed to an elevation of Web2. <laughs> and it's like, well, where is it? Uh, where is Web3? It's like the same place as Web2. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and I think that's one of the things that gets gets very confusing for people. And, and, and what Launch My NFT do is they allow you to uh, have your own project uh, on Web3 uh, via a smart contract that they handle entirely for you. So uh, it's a no-code drop, effectively. So usually you might say, well, okay, I like the idea of Web3, and I like what NFTs are, and I get that it's a great way to raise funds to start a business or uh, or to reward a community or, or, or whatever it is, or build a community around, or even just share my art and share my music and and and, and have a place where people can connect with each other. But actually, how do I find a blockchain developer to build me my smart contract? You know, how much does that cost? You know, the costs can be astronomical. They're in an uh, in insane demand, as I'm sure you can expect. And actually, to, to, to find a developer that you know and trust and that the community know and trust can be quite difficult. And of course, as I forementioned, can be uh, come, come with an, uh, like a, a, an extremely expensive price tag. But what Launch My NFT do is that they handle all of that for you in a no-code transaction. So you launch your project entirely for free. They just take a very tiny, tiny royalty off the price of the mint, which is when someone uh, you know, uh, puts your NFT onto the blockchain, thus creating it as an NFT. So it breaks the barriers technically. You know, there, there aren't these huge upfront costs. Uh, and I think it's, uh, it's a very interesting way to, um, to look at NFTs and, and, and uh, one way that the scene is developing is creating these kind of like barrier breaking uh, technologies. Yeah. You've spoken very highly then of um, all of these topics, web free, NFT. Of course, it all kind of, I imagine, forms into this metaverse idea that we've been discussing. But what are some of the ethical issues that you, you may be aware of, like personally speaking, um, surrounding the subject? Yeah, I think this is a very interesting area. And as with any industry, I think we have to we have to phrase it uh, in, in that way, because, you know, 
there are ethical issues in, in nearly every single industry. In fact, I would challenge anyone to tell me an industry where there isn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it's probably fair to say without getting huge amounts of backlash. Um, obviously, there is this kind of anonymity in Web3. I personally don't opt for the anonymity. I am exactly who I say I am, and I operate in, in that professional way. But, you know, there are bad eggs. Let's not try to uh, beat around the bush on it. But as I say, I think there are bad eggs in every industry. And, um, you know, it just so happens that anonymity is, is something that is highly opted for in, in Web3. But that doesn't mean to say that you can't uh, go against that. And, and I certainly you know, make a conscious effort to not do that. And I think, I think that is a shift that we're starting to see now. And I think that's something that I personally feel good about. You know, it's, it's the usual case, a few bad eggs, you know, uh, you know spoil, the, uh, spoil the bunch. But, um, you know, I'm seeing a lot more of the um, kind of doxing, which means, you know, to show who you really, really are in, 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 the, in the real world, if you will. You know, there's this thing that flying around on Twitter at the moment called Web2 versus Web3 me. Uh, and then people show them their, their real selves and, and uh, you know, their favorite NFT or their display picture um, over on Twitter. And, uh, you know, recently we had the, the Board Ape uh, Yacht Club founders uh, who were doxxed against their, against their will over on BuzzFeed. So, you know, but, but they embraced it and they were like, okay, this is who we are. Um, you know, they were previously anonymous. And, but, you know, the, the Web3 community said, we don't care who you are. We love what you're doing. We love the community building. We don't care. We never care. And so there is also the other side of that that says, well, is there a security problem here? Because, you know, you see you've got these founders who have quite clearly made millions of dollars and now everyone knows exactly who they are. And then there was probably a security uh, question around whether it was beneficial for them to be anonymous. Um, so I think the whole anonymous thing comes with the exact same premise of saying who you are. You know, there's this idea that anonymous people, you know, could do something slightly shady. And I just think, mm. well, you know, we all, you know, you watch the news and you see people that have given their government names and are still doing shady stuff. So, um, you know, I, mean, I think the argument is an interesting one, but I think it's, it's certainly one of those things that I'm starting to see a shift in and more people that were anonymous are starting to, you know, talk about who they actually are in the real world. And I think you're coming on to something. I can sense it, Zaid. Uh, you're coming on to the metaverse. <laughs> yeah. and I, and I think there, there also becomes this argument of, well, you know, why can't I be who I want to be? You know, mm. and you know, if, if I want to buy, uh, you know, a, a board ape and, and, and be that board ape in the metaverse, why can't I be? You know, wh- why not? And, and, and you know, then the whole, the whole argument comes on to like identity and, and being who we want to be. And, you know, what is wrong with that? You know, are we living in a place or, or, or a world that, that rejects that? You know, I don't think so. Or we shouldn't be, uh, in my opinion. Um, well, yeah. And, and uh, so I, I'm all for, you know, if someone wants to have an NFT as their display picture, good for you. You know, if you want to have a picture of you, good for you. If you want to have a uh, whatever color square original display picture, good for you. Do you? And, you know, and I think that is something that Web3 embraces. And, um, you know, I think we, we could all do with a little bit more of that love, right? I'll, uh, I'll carry my, uh, my same ethos that I have in the real world into Web3 in the metaverse, as long as it doesn't affect me, do whatever you want. Yeah. And, and, and also, <laughs> there's also a key part of that as well, say, and I really like that, but it's, but it's also, as long as uh, it doesn't affect anyone else. And, and I think that's the, that is the risk element you were talking about earlier on. In, in mm. the, and I subtly slide away from it. <laughs> but, but that was, you did well. Because, of course, there are anonymous people that are using this uh, system to, to uh, 
things that might be frowned upon, right? But mm. that doesn't speak for the large majority and, and the ethics of what people love about Web3. And as I say, I think this, this, this happens in every single industry, you know, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, the whole industry is bad. Um, and, I, you know, when we talk about companies like uh, Facebook getting, in, uh, getting into the metaverse, and, you know, it, 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 my head says this has to be inevitable. And so, you know, if it is inevitable, I want to be on the right side of history and, and help things grow and help things become sustainable and amazing and build amazing things, amazing products with amazing people who have full confidence in being themselves at all times um, and, and not at the fear of being judged uh, in, in any way. You know, that's what it should be. You know, why can't we have a world where that exists? Yeah. You know, and so, you know, we're never going to get rid of all the bad eggs, Right. But um, doesn't mean we should just ignore the incredible uh, and amazing community because of a few bad eggs. It doesn't make any sense. You know, there's a few bad uh, bad eggs in football. Do we just cancel football altogether? I mean, it doesn't happen, does it? So, you know, I think there has to be this mentality of, you know, understanding that and, and really getting to grips with what Web3 actually is. You know, it's like when uh, there's this huge running conversation in Web3 about, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's, you know, it's a fad. It's you know, it's never going to be anything. And and maybe in its current form, I might upset a lot of people by saying this in the community, but maybe in its current form, this might be a short-lived uh, experience, right? But the technology of being able to see everything on the chain and be entirely transparent—that technology for me is is the key. And yeah. and hey, if at the beginning we could help artists and musicians and and, and young entrepreneurs. Then, then is that not an incredible thing? I mean, what an amazing place. You know, I've seen artists that have struggled for years, years, going from being homeless to uh, maybe selling one or two pieces back to being homeless again, who are, who are now making you know, very good money selling their art in a perfectly legitimate sense, uh, and who are now finally being appreciated. And uh, anyone that can't celebrate that, I, don't, I can't relate to. I don't understand yeah you know, what, why that wouldn't be celebrated. And it's happening all around us. I think that that's the other thing with Web3 is you know, people think it's like five people over there. And it's, it's not that there, there are tens of thousands of, of artists that are finally making a living from their incredible talents. I mean, we had jumped to that actually, because you need to tell me the link between the music industry and, and NFTs. And can you explain like some of the ways that the music industry is utilizing this? You talk about artists, which I think is brilliant, but of course we're talking about designers, painters, and 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 general artwork. Is that is that when you say art? Is that what you're referring to? I'm, I'm, when I say artists, I'm talking about the creative, right? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, <laughs> I mean, for the music industry, this this could shake up everything. It really, really could. You know, um, I don't want to get too controversial and talk about Spotify and, and politics. I, I don't want to get into it. Um, I have my own personal view on it. I don't think it's a very popular one. But, you know, if, if we give all of our data to a corporation, we can't then moan at the corporation um, because you gave it to them. And that's my opinion. It's very, very harsh. The reason why um, we have market leaders is because we push our data to those market leaders they then become the market leaders then we don't like it uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense uh, obviously there are a lot of business back-end things that happen uh, you know to make artists actually end up on those platforms early investors labels etc cetera, etc cetera. so i don't want to get too much into it but what i would say is that web3 can help artists in so many ways you know um we talk about uh, royalties in the music industry uh who who actually wrote this record you know how do i verify this sample has actually been cleared 
uh, how, how, why does it take me six to 12 months to two years to get a royalty from a record? Why don't I get a master share as a songwriter? You know, blockchain t- solves all these problems, every single one of them, because you can enter uh, the uh, contracts of the um, writers, producers, the artists, the managers, should you, should you wish, the, the label, should you wish, if the labels choose to act on it before the artists do. And people get paid out instantly, instantly. As soon as something is minted, you will get paid to your wallet instantaneously, right? I can see who's taking a cut. I can, I can every time that record is bought and sold and sold again and, and bought again and sold again and bought again, you get a piece every single time. You know, it's just like if I had a CD, uh, and, and I like these little analogies, but I think it helps people understand. It's just like if I went to, uh, uh, you know, Joe Bloggs down the road and he was a musician. I bought his CD, 20 pounds, and I sold it to you for 25 pounds or 18 pounds. And then he would get a few pounds, you know. Uh, he, got the, he got the first 20 and now he's getting a couple of pounds because I sold it to you. And then you sell it to your friend and he gets a couple of pounds again and, and so on and so forth. So you've got the, the transparency of, of your money. You've got the, uh, the kind of irreversibility, if that's even a word. <laughs> I like it. I think it, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, of it so so no one can come in and say well actually no you know we've now decided we don't get along anymore so we're going to change the we're going to change how much royalty you get you know it doesn't work like that it's final and i think that's the very exciting thing and and also the whole time you're building a community that will you know push you forward because they're interested in your next piece they're interested in the idea of okay well there was only a thousand of these songs uh, available uh, and so i own a song that that only if 999 other people own and only 999 other people can listen to. And so then you get into the idea of, okay, well, what comes with that? Well, actually, if you own my, my album, that's an NFT, you get free tickets to my show for life. There'll be airdrop to you and you can get into my show and you just scan, scan the NFT and you get into my show backstage passes. You know, it, the, the possibilities are endless. Metaverse concerts is another one. I'm sure you've seen that banded around. A few major artists have been involved in that. Well, yeah. of course, then you've got, okay, well, what comes with that in, in the real world is we've got merchandise. Well, now we can talk about digital wearables for artists. Well, actually, when we produce merchandise, you know, we go to this manufacturer and this company brand it and, and, and they get a percentage and then this company manufacture it and we want it to be super high quality and it ends up like it's not, uh, you know, uh, and, and they get a massive percentage as well. And the costs are really high. The artist is left with a 20 pound sale on a t-shirt. They get like 40 pence. Well, guess what? A digital wearable isn't going to get a hole in or shrink. Or go, or, or go strange in the wash, right? The cost is, you know, how do we produce this digital wearable? And can we reward the artist in the contract? So every single time that's sold, the person who designed that T-shirt, whose work is actually on it, can get paid as well. And, you know, uh, maybe we give some away for free. We just airdrop it to the holders of the album entirely for free, and then they can wear it at the concert that they also get to go to for free, you know? And, and then we get into, well, actually, okay, well, let's look at the ecosystem here and say, you know, well, this cuts out brand partnerships because brand partnerships want to access these things and have eyes and ears on the event. And we do this through massive marketing on social media. Well, if you've got 5,000 people at a digital event, you know, your brand's still being seen. It's the same thing. And this comes on to the idea of um, why is land so expensive in the metaverse? I hear this so much. You know, there's pieces of land in the metaverse that are going for hundreds of thousands of US dollars when you could buy a house, a real house or a real plot of land for less. And it's like, well, it's all about appeal, isn't it? It's all about uh, uh, how many eyes see this piece of land. And, and that's where, you know, the brand partnerships come in. And we're seeing brands get into this space a lot. Adidas, Nike, 
uh, Pepsi dropped a, dropped an NFT very recently, and um, and so you know it, it can't be ignored because when you look at the uh, the reasons why big brand partnerships happen and what happens with our data online, well, if the data is captured by you and held publicly, then the only person that they the only way they can access the space is by actually paying you what you deserve for your data, right, and your audience, and that's what gets really, really, really exciting because it can't be ignored. If all the eyes are in one place, then they have to go to that one place as well. Um, yeah. I'm going off on a tangent now, but-, but Oh, I, think, I love it. I think it's important to understand that, 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 that it's a tool that our artists can use to really build a community where they reward their fans in a, in a, much, more, in a much more efficient way. You know, there, there's also the, the argument of saying, well, how does an artist now reward their fans? You know. If I was to ask you off the top of your head, Zayd, I, I bet you would struggle to say, you know, five fingers, five different things where how an artist can reward a you know fans. Well, maybe we'll do we'll give two tickets away to a show. Well, I can't even think of three reasons why it would be a, a major incentive for people to want to spend hard-earned money. Like sometimes, other than it, it going to your favorite band or artist concert, like I, I don't really know what artists are giving away these days that really do capture that that excitement. For sure. I, I think that's the thing is like, it's the endless possibility. You know, if we mm. look at this, well, we're going to do a giveaway on Instagram Live of, you know, five t-shirts and two tickets to a show. Well, why, why not do a show and, and let everyone in for free? You know? Yeah. You know, actually reward them. You know, mm. I think this is the thing that, um, that that gets kind of lost because being an artist is so unbelievably tough. There are lots of things happening all the time. And I think artists' lives are often seen as this quite, you know, oh, well, you get to do what you love for a living every day. And, you know, let's not forget how hard artists work. Uh, it, it's not just uh, for a show, sing a few songs and off we pop. You know, mm. obviously behind that, there's a massive organization and, and, and there's a lot to do. But, um, you know, artists... And, and the fans, you know, there's a lot of effort that goes into being a fan as well. Let's not forget that. Uh, you know, lots and lots of money, lots and lots of time, lots of energy. And, you know, finding a way to reward your fans and have your fans sustain you is a very, very interesting dynamic to me. Yeah. We have a lot of independent artists and a lot of unsigned artists entered into this podcast. And so in a world that can be so intimidating, especially to smaller artists, how can they get involved and, and what can they do first? Because it all sounds really exciting, but it sounds scary at the same time. Yeah, I think I hear you on that, Said. And I think that, um, I mean, <laughs> everything is scary and exciting, is it not? <laughs> I think that's, yeah. that, that's a, it's an interesting perspective. I think the only thing you can do is jump in, right? And maybe that's my personal view on, on life and, and how I, um, you know, see things. And when I see an opportunity, I, I like to just, let me just see what this is about, you know? Um, I think when you look at it from an outside perspective, as we spoke about earlier on with like um, smart contracts and, and, and the, the potential expense, it can be very easy to go, no, not for me. But actually, you know, if, if you're an artist and you're talking about your music and sharing your music with the community actively, you know, post a song, hashtag NFT, tweet it out. You know, there's always Twitter spaces happening on Twitter that are talking about NFTs and music NFTs specifically for, this, for the sake of this podcast. Always, always people in there that would love to A, uh, I know this might uh, sound like a surprise for some uh, emerging artists, but there are people on there that would actually love to hear your music. You know, <laughs> you know, a lot of the time uh, I know because I've helped a lot of, of uh, emerging artists and I've been one myself. 
Now, it often just feels like a constant rejection. And the community aspect is also a mental health thing. You know, I, okay, I've got this group of people that I can talk to every day that love and respect what I do and love my art and respect me for, for putting myself out there and creating something. And, and they can bring that positivity back to me again. And in turn, I can give them it to. And I think that's one thing in the music industry we lack so much is that, uh, that idea of understanding what, what our artists go through mentally. It's extremely draining. You know, if we talk about a salesperson, we go, oh, you know, they get a hundred no's and how do they, how they get to the, to the point where they get a yes? Well, what do you think being an artist is? It's the exact same thing. It's, it's not glamorous. And so I think that, you know, things like Twitter spaces and, and even Clubhouse to a degree, um, a, a lot of people love Clubhouse. I, I personally just feel like I don't have time. I'll, I'll end up down a rabbit hole if I go on Clubhouse. But, you know, Twitter spaces, just tweeting about music NFTs and, and your, your music. You will be so surprised about how many replies you get, uh, the response you'll get in tw Twitter spaces. Um, you know, there's loads of platforms out there, um, and I'm sure we can procure a list between us, say, so you have some resources to provide for, for, for your community as well. Um, yeah. That will actually help uh, artists release their music as NFTs. Um, and, and I myself can, can make some time available to, to, to talk to some artists about this and, and you know, curate some resources there. Um, but my main point of advice, going back to the question, I have a tendency to ramble, so I apologize to the listeners who might get a little bit lost in my spiel. But, you know, the main thing for me is put yourself out there. Um, we do it all the time on Instagram and we do it all the time, um, you know, at, at shows, at open mic nights and all this stuff. Right. But, but when it comes to like sharing our music in a, in a, uh, with intent and putting ourselves out there emotionally, we tend to sort of go, uh, I don't know if I should share this song or I don't know if I should bear my soul open on Twitter uh, <laughs> uh, and talk about the problems I face. And do you know what? There are people out there that want to help you solve those problems and that actively want to support you and help you escape the rat race, uh, as I like to look at it. Um, and, you know, You'll only find them if you put yourself out there to be found. Um, yeah, and I think that's a very interesting, uh, interesting perspective to have, and that, that's what I would advise. Jump in. There's a, there's a deep end for a reason. Jump in it. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. get the spaces, pick up your records, play them for everyone. Um, ask about how do, how do I release my own NFT? Uh, how do I uh, you know engage with this community and there will be hundreds of discord channels for you you know uh, tens of twitter spaces every day and uh it's a very buzzing community and i i i assure that a lot of people will find um great synergy there and great comfort there in in, in hearing other artists openly talk about their journey and i think that's also one massive thing for, for independent artists isn't it it's well they're doing really well. And how come I'm not, you know, we're the same age and we, we make the same type of music, but they're over there doing that and I'm not. And, and how do I get there? And it's always a battle. Um, and, it, and I feel like Instagram often doesn't help that because people obviously post their best moments on Instagram. You know, I've kind of come away from Instagram almost entirely, uh, bar a few posts I feel like might be interesting, but um, you know, it's very easy to get kind of jaded in this idea that everyone's winning all the time. Um, it just doesn't exist. And I think that openness of the community in Web3 talking about, you know, I've been an artist for 15 years and I've, I've made like $12 from it, uh, you know, and, and understanding that, that, that there are other people in your scenario that also want to help you win and you support them. And then and the next person comes in and you both support them on their journey. And in three months' time, you won't be that person who had no idea. You'll have had your own NFT out. You'll be part of this community and you'll be helping the next person. And um, 
for me, it's just, that is the most wonderful thing uh, about community. And uh, if if I was to give Web three and NFTs uh, a a kind of adjective, well, I wouldn't say it's an adjective, but but if I was to describe it in one word, I would say it is community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, AJ, you've, you've spoken so highly of this all. I absolutely love that. You're loving your energy as well about this. I've got one more question for you, but before I jump into that, I definitely need to mention, of course, the thing that's brought me and you here today uh, at The Famous Company on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, where we're going to be posting about this episode. And if anybody out there listening right now is looking for music consultancy, you can actually have a, uh, a free uh, consultancy with The Famous Company if you just follow the link in the Instagram bio. I love those little kind of ad reads. Some people try and make them sound authentic. Let's be fair. It's an ad read. Just, just go with it. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, come on. I'm just telling you guys, um, there's, there's, there's more help out there as well. Not only on the NFT side of things, but anything from Spotify playlisting um, to, to getting your music video onto certain places. Uh, it's all there with the famous company. So my last question for you, AJ, is... Well, to be honest, my last question it was, is Web3 the future? You've already answered that. So I want to I want to throw something else at you, which is what do you think is next? What what could be next? And let's be fair, there's some Twitter trolls out there. I believe your Twitter handle is um the, the world of AJ or at the real age. Can I remember that one? Did I get that correct? My Twitter handle is at I am Jay Chase, uh, mostly because that was an old pseudonym I used uh, as an artist because of a label situation, which is, you know, kind of the whole point of why I love Web3. Yeah. Um, but also because if I change it, I then lose the little blue tick. Um, and, uh, yeah. we don't We don't want that to happen. But what I was about <laughs> to say is, what I was about to say is, if anyone's got any hate tweets, please do not send them at him. Just send some kind of more questionable, is this definitely the way you see it going? But this is just a personal question for you, your sure. personal opinion on it, go for it. For sure. And I, I think you've just touched on a very key point, Zaid. Um, I'm certainly not saying this is for everyone. I'm not saying it's definitely the future and you're going to miss out. Uh, I'm saying it's an interesting space and it's an interesting way to um, enter a new community and feel the love, share the love and build and grow as a person, as a business, as a career. I think it's a very interesting avenue. Certainly not saying that it's the only avenue before um, I get uh, loads of uh, centralized hate. Uh, <laughs> where do I see this thing going? Um, I think it's, it's going to take time. I think we are in a we're, we're in a position now where there's a lot of of hype around what's next and where we are at and, and what Web three really is still. And I think you know a lot of nearly everything I've said here is opinion. Um, I think that's you know I've tried to make it as clear as possible. But um, you know where I see this going is the technology behind this being utilised in a more day to day fashion. I've seen people uh, uh, you know uh, post videos of them starting their car via uh, via their NFT or opening their house via an NFT. And, you know, I think that there are a lot of um, problems we face as a planet, actually. I'm not going to get into too much of that, but um, that, that could be solved with this with this stronger idea of community and sharing. You know, we have a massive homeless problem. Why? We have buildings that are empty. So why do we have homeless people? Um, obviously, some people for some people, it's a choice, but for others, it is not. Um, and, you know, why can't we, uh, you know, give, you know, convert some, some of these empty buildings and, and allow people to, to, to come and go as they please uh, and give them shelter uh, and allow them to use this technology to enter and uh, enter and exit these buildings um, if, via you know an NFT where we can quite clearly see what's going on. It's, you know, 
for me, it's, it's about using the technology for, for, for the best possible purpose. Um, and, you know, art and music is one use of this technology. In my opinion, it doesn't define it. And I think that's the main circular problem we have here is that NF, people are looking at NFTs like a JPEG or a fish or a JPEG of a turtle or something. Um, and that's its current, that, that, that's just the first adoption of it. Um, it doesn't define where it's going to go. And that piece of uh, technology for me is, the, is this idea of a transparent future. Um, and uh, that's the part that really excites me because I think that more transparency obviously evokes uh, a lot of other great things, right? And a lot of other very interesting things. Um, and human behavior is uh, is a very interesting thing. I won't go onto it here, but I just think, you know, my question to pose to you, Zay, maybe you don't want to answer it now, to throw it back at you for the end of the episode and maybe whoever is listening is, uh, how different would the world be if everyone could see everything? Um, and I don't mean everything in terms of, you know, through people's windows or anything strange like that, but I mean, you know, if, if we could see transactions, if we could understand, you know, with, uh, the best example I can give is, I think a large reason why people don't give to charity is because we don't know where the money goes nine times out of 10, right? Uh, we, we have massive boards of directors who are taking massive salaries or dividends or whatever it is. Um, and, and we don't know where our money goes, so we don't tend to give. Uh, when we do give, it's because it's an actual, there you go, and I can see where it's going, you know, helping someone on the street or uh, donating to a local hospice or something like that, right? But imagine if uh, there was a fully-fledged, charity on the blockchain and I could send uh, money to that charity and I could see on the chain what they do with that money. Um, would I be more inclined to give to charity or less? Now, depending on whether they are doing things for good, I would be more inclined. But if I could see that they weren't, I would be less inclined. And so that's a, quite a, a nice way of thinking about it, I think, and using transparency for the greater good. And I don't mean the greater good in some sort of cult way but i mean in, in a way of creating a, a better world where, where transparency plays a very key part um, in building a community and, and doing things the right way um, and that's the exciting part for me you know we talk about all these problems that, that happen in the world and uh you know there's lots of things i could say on this but I, I i won't i'll try and keep it short but um you know a lot of those things can be solved <laughs> you know uh, i think the last two years has shown the resources of the world and when we marry the resources of the world against the existing problems, uh, we can see that actually a lot of this stuff could have been solved uh, previously, but out of choice, they weren't, um, or out of whatever uh, political conversation that they weren't. And I think that, um, you know, the idea of building something transparent and building that transparency is, is very important. Uh, you know, we all, just, we all just want to know what, what the hell is going on. <laughs> uh, and I feel like that, that truth is very hard to, to get and... Um, uh, that's that's the thing that excites me. So, yeah, how would the world be different if we could see what was actually going on? Uh, I love that question. And, and for everyone listening, feel free to go and answer that question because we'll definitely post this part uh, on Instagram and Twitter because I'm, I'm really curious because I'm sure some people will be for it. Some people will be absolutely against that. Um, and to be honest with you, that's what makes us all human, I guess. We're all a little bit different in our own ways. But AJ, you've been an incredible guest. Couldn't have thought of a, a better, more interesting topic right now um, to discuss. But before you go, uh, the floor is yours, Phil free to plug yourself or whatever you're doing right now 30 seconds hit me with whatever you want for sure okay well, i'm not going to plug myself um but what i will plug is uh you know if you're an artist 
if you're a musician, if you if you've got an idea that you're really not, you don't have no idea how to build it, go over to Twitter or any other social media and start the conversation. Look at it, you know, consider it as an option. Do your research on the legalities. You know, do do all of your research. Do it all above board, um, and and uh, be honest and and look at it as as an option because uh, I think it's an interesting one. And um, yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't need to feel the need to shamelessly plug myself, but uh, but I appreciate the opportunity to say, uh, go and find opportunities for yourself and live it. Fumble as always. I love AJ. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, you've been amazing. And uh, I can't wait for us to have a second discussion about this in maybe a year or so's time and see how different, or maybe maybe months, we don't know, but to see how different uh, web free NFTs and the metaverse has taken us. But ladies and gentlemen, AJ, thank you. You've been listening to Almost Famous, a music industry podcast powered by The Famous Company. If you're an independent artist or music industry professional, for more information, head to www.thefamouscompany.com.